Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. As a new manager, I think one of the healthiest things that we can do is to be excited about our new career, our new career in leadership. Now, with that being said, often we train people on leadership principles and styles and and one of the major components that especially during this time that new leaders can possess is the ability to coach now that really presents a huge demographic type issue because if you're a young manager and our future managers are going to be typically pretty young especially as the demographics play out and that is the following how do we coach people who are older than us How do we coach people who have more experience? How do we coach people who went for the same job I did? So when you think about coaching and you think about some of the things that need to occur, think about some of the ways that we need to get people to perform as our new leadership careers and new management careers start. So let me introduce you to a rule that we call the 50-50 rule. It is the biggest mistake that most new managers make. They're excited, and they should be excited. They're excited to have their team. They're going to develop their team. They've got all these ideas. And one of the things that we don't prepare new managers for is the inevitable. Conflict. Trust. Attitude. The way people work. Their work habits. Their motivation levels. And all of these require conversations. So... The 50-50 rule really counters what most new managers want to do. They want to gain 100% buy-in. First of all, there is no buy-in. You have, you have a job to do. And one of the toughest things to tell high potentials who are excited and being groomed for future leadership positions is the following. When you get this job, your relationships are instantly going to change. Your peers, who you had lunch with, who sat with you, some of those relationships are absolutely going to change. They're going to change dramatically. Some will be happy for you. Some will smile and not be happy for you. And everything in between. So the 50-50 rule is if 50% of the people are happy with you and like you, you're doing pretty well. And if the other 50% feel challenged by you, you're doing really well. Yet we tend to go for this 100% buy-in It just will not occur. Here's why. If you inherited a team and it was 100% smooth sailing and there was no conflict and everybody was happy in their current positions, nobody wanted to be promoted, nobody felt conflict with one another, I promise you that will be a very rare occurrence. So what do we do? We have to teach new managers how to have conversations where there's going to be discord or conflict. Let me give you an example. Recently, I was in a conversation with a young manager in a business dominated typically by men. She was a young female before the age of 30, 
and she was now going to be managing people 20 to 30 years her senior. One of the people on the team actually went for the job. And she said to me, what do I do? How do I win this guy over? I said, you don't. It's over. At no fault to him and no fault to you. But you're never going to have a solid relationship with him potentially. Quite frankly, it'll be rare if you do. So the conversation you have to have is about him. Now, the gentleman had literally told her he was upset he did not get the job. So we used something called removing the objection. She sat down with this gentleman and she said, look, both of us went for the job. I got the job, whether fair or unfair to you. Let's push that aside. Have you given deep thought to why you personally did not get the job? Forget that I got the job. But have you explored, have you discovered, have you asked? And the gentleman said, well, no, I was pretty upset. And she said, I'm wondering if they see that you're upset. And I'm wondering if that will help or hurt you for future opportunities. And what you and I could do together, what we could do together to mitigate that visibility. And he stopped and he thought. And within an instant... He was now looking at this young lady much differently than he was five minutes earlier. See, she had to go to bat for him. I said, you can't explain why you got the job, and you sure as heck should not defend why you got the job. You're an aggressive learner. You look in the mirror. You have a high degree of self-awareness. I said, you should be incredibly proud of yourself. But are you honestly going to look at him and say, hey, I really think I should back up so you can get it? And she started to laugh. I go, that's literally what he might be asking you to do. So during their conversation, he stopped. And she said, look, I get this is weird for both of us. We have been put into a precarious position with each other. I got the job you went for, and you know, quite frankly, vice versa could happen if you got the job. So I want to ask you a question, she said. And this is something we crafted together. She said, what could we do to support each other? In his first words, he went right back to his behavior. He said, I don't want to be in this current position. I want to go into management. Now, this was a gentleman in his early to mid-50s. So clearly, he was passed over for management positions for a reason. And I said to her, I said, that part of the conversation may come up. So you have a tough conversation to have. And so she looked at him. She said, I'm going to ask you a question. And I think I'm about to royally offend you. I think I'm about to ruin your weekend. She said, I actually think what I'm about to do might actually ruin our relationship. And I want to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask the question. I want you to just not respond. I just want you to think about it. And I crafted this out with her. And I said, now this is the critical part. And she literally looked at him and she said, I actually don't know the answer. I do not ask the question to be adversarial, to be aggressive, to put you on your heels. I am literally asking the question because I don't know. And he said, okay, what's the question? She said, why haven't you been put into management? And she said, immediately he tightened up. Immediately he sat back because he felt defensive. And she said, look, I get the question's a loaded question. 
not only am I inquisitive, I'm hoping you're inquisitive. And he sat there and she said, let's get back together in a couple days and let's, I just really want you to sit in that question and think about it. So two days go by and they got back together and he said, honestly, I don't know. And I said, one of the possibilities might be he may not know. Here's a response you could use. So she said, well, why don't we find out? Because if you don't find out, it may not happen. And I would hate that for you. She said, that's where I think you and I can work together. Because if they haven't told you why, sometimes that can kind of leave you wondering and can leave a bad taste in your mouth. And she said, honestly, I kind of sense that's what you're going through. He said, that's exactly what I'm going through. And I said, here's a question you can use. But you have to use it in the right context and in the right framework. She said, why haven't you asked? And he said, well, quite frankly, when I was passed over, I I got angry. And she said, I'm wondering if that's what they see. She said, I'm wondering if that's what they only see. And I'm wondering if that is lending itself to you not getting the job. And he said, you know, I've never thought of it that way. And she said, I think we could work together. She said, look, and this is something we call the coaching exchange. She said, look, what I need from you is support. There's no doubt you're an influential leader. She goes, I get that. So you can support me or not support me. There will be no middle ground between us. We both know that. She said, but I promise you, people are watching you and people are going to watch how you support or don't support me. If you support me, I will become your biggest advocate to get you exactly what you want. That's the coaching exchange. Now, we didn't go for emotional buy-in. We didn't ask him to like every decision she was going to make. We didn't sit there and say, let's be best friends. This young lady did an awesome job of having a conversation on his terms using questions to fluently and I really think thoughtfully and professionally to get him to see himself think about it I think he was 54 years old so she was probably 14 15 years old when he was passed over for his first job how the heck was she responsible and what happens is in these situations new managers won't have those conversations because one they don't know how two they keep going for that buy-in I want to motivate my team. And they look at people like this and say, yeah, but for the good of the team. At this point in this guy's career, he wasn't really focused on the team. Now, the conversation she had allowed him to view his role and responsibility in its current state to be supportive, not only of the team, but of her, because he also saw it as an apparatus to get what he wanted. Now, that might sound self-serving, Yet he now had to practice being a great teammate. So at the end of their conversation, she said, I think this has been a great conversation. I hope you feel the same way. And he said, actually, I'm really happy we had this conversation. And she said his tone changed. And so over time, she said, I'd like to meet weekly. And I want to talk about, and I want you to come in every single week and share with me something that you did to push the team forward. Because that will position me to talk to the powers to be that are above us, to communicate specifically what you're doing to support, not just me, but the team, and ultimately you're supporting yourself. So what she crafted 
was a conversation for his benefit that she ultimately gained a supporter. Not 100% buy-in, but a supporter. See, I think new managers come in and they don't realize there's going to be a ton of conflict. They're excited. Trust is at risk day one of their job. We have to teach high potentials and new managers long before they get the position and the promotion, the 50-50 rule. If 50% like you and 50% feel challenged by you, you're doing pretty well. If you go for 100% of this grandiose vision of everybody loving you, you could be making a big mistake. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called coach to you. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.